This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Friends of Radio Church, uh, I'm Donald Phillips of the Dunedin Methodist Parish, and it's good to be with you on this morning in your place. So, shall we pray together? You wait for us until we are open to you. We wait for your word to make us receptive. Attune us to your voice, to your silence. Speak and bring your Son to us, Jesus, the word of your peace. And our first hymn, it's an old-fashioned one, but a good one for all that. Come ye thankful people, come. The words are by a man called George Elvey, and it's sung by the Jubilate Men's Choir. Oh, 
Let's pray. Because the world is beautiful, and beauty is a tender thing, and we are the keepers of creation, we need you, God, because human knowledge seems endless, and we don't know what we do not know. We need you, God. Because we can live without you and are free to go against you and could worship our wisdom alone, we need you, God. Because you came among us and sat beside us and heard us speak and saw us ignore you and healed our pain and let us wound you and loved us to the end, triumphed over all our hatred, we acknowledge our need as we offer you our worship. Amen. God of peace, at the heart of turbulence there is a calm that comes from faith in you. Keep us from being content with things as they are, And may there come a creative compassion, a thirst for justice, and a willingness to give ourselves in the spirit of Christ. And now a few verses from Matthew's Gospel, the fifth chapter. It's part of a section which talks about New Standards, Matthew 5, verses 33 to 37. And it's Jesus talking. Again, you have learnt how it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but must fulfil your oaths to the Lord. But I say this to you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, since that's God's throne, or by the earth, since that's his footstool, or by Jerusalem, since that is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your own head either, since you cannot turn a single hair, white or black. All you need to say is, yes, if you mean yes, no, if you mean no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. And now another and more modern song by Shirley Murray, music by Gillian Bray. It is Come and Find the Quiet Centre. It's sung by a group from Wellington called Sing Harry.
was said but I say to you words from Jesus and to God be the glory we don't have in this country as in the case of the United States eh? a written constitution we do have of course the Treaty of Waitangi celebrated so widely over this past weekend. The treaty can be said in a way to provide a sort of litmus test by whose principles legislation that becomes the law of Aotearoa New Zealand may be judged. Many of the churches or many of the Christian churches have their constitutions set down, for example, in canon law, but allowing for change and for interpretation in times of uncertainty, for example. It's a grand claim to make, however, and it may seem to be a bit presumptuous for Christians to suppose that they can interpret the mind and will of God. Even more arrogant would it be for an individual to make such a claim. And there are enough people in our own time, even in our own country, who demonstrate publicly their belief that they have that sort of authority. So let's therefore try to put ourselves into the shoes of someone who's part of a crowd gathered around a youngish man who has gained a reputation in the Galilean area for saying very challenging things. The majority of the crowd are ordinary folk, many of them fishermen, but there would have been shepherds and farm workers and others who were really at the bottom of the social scale. And then 
say, the skilled tradesmen, people who had grown up in the same setting as did this youngish man from Nazareth, who used their hands skillfully to make useful implements to make clothing. There wouldn't be many professionals, as we call them now, with high-level skills in reading and writing, though most of the people in the crowd would have been to the synagogue school when they were young. And they all, regardless of their background, knew their scriptures by heart. They had learnt by rote, as we called it. And they had learned from men who were convinced they knew the mind of God as found in the sacred book of the Jews, the Torah. And here was this young man quoting words they knew so well, but then adding, but I say to you, and offering a new interpretation like they had never heard before. How could a carpenter's son from Nazareth be so presumptuous? He'd certainly made a name for himself as an interesting teacher, but nevertheless he was surely giving himself far too much authority. What are we to do with innovators like that? Women and men who have a deep sense of knowing the truth in ways that we find uncomfortable, who challenge our assumptions. Hardly needs to be said that the older one gets, the more likely it is that one will find innovation difficult to handle. Just looking at TV ads for the latest cell phones makes me feel out of place. But something like that still goes on when we encounter the Jesus of the Bible. When we are encouraged to see him in ways that the Gospel writers, for example, could not imagine. The latter, the Gospel writers, were men of their time. The God whom they worshipped was the God of Moses and of Elijah. What they had learned about him, wherever it had been, had that final stamp of authority about it. And yet there had always been, especially, say, among the prophets of old, those who could envision, envision a God who would reveal God in new ways. Say, like a Jeremiah, imagining a God who would write new law on our hearts. So when Jesus used that phrase, but I say to you, he was saying something that wasn't just for that time alone, but for every time. As we try now to find him in our new world and discover he's already there. 
I'd be so bold as suggest that from time to time we shut our Bibles and look elsewhere for Jesus the Christ. How often we will find, for sure, say in a newspaper, evidence that he's active among ordinary people. The sacredness of Scripture isn't such that it means that it's untouchable, never to be questioned. If we are to put the gospel into action, we may have to do so in our own words. And if we don't understand the words as they are commonly set down, our ignorance doesn't mean that the truth of the gospel is lost. It simply comes to life in those who have the ability, who can find their own way, their new way to express the truth. And the best expression of that new way is in changed lives, lives lived in this modern world, finding new meaning in old words, but always as then in compassion and in justice, such as belong in the here and now. And that is Christ at work in us. Amen. Let us pray. As God's servants, we try to keep the faith in all sorts of circumstances. By resolute perseverance in times of hardship and distress, when we're at odds with those who lead us, when even we are laboring and sleepless and starving. We try to keep the faith by innocent behavior, by our best grasp of the truth, and by our patience and kindness, by genuine love, and by speaking the truth. We try to accept the faith by our righteousness on the one hand, but also by our acceptance of difference on the other. Honour and dishonour, praise and blame can be our lot. And for what we see is good, we may be regarded as impostors even by our neighbours, just as much as by the people who do not know us. God of all worlds, these experiences and these attitudes make our lives and our faith seem like hard, even thankless labour. We may feel humbled by this sort of existence, this sort of challenge, but we can take heart. Spirit of love who moves within creation, drawing the threads to colour and design, life into life you knit our true salvation, come work with us 
and weave us into one. Though we have frayed the fabric of our making, tearing away from all that you intend, yet to be whole humanity is aching. Come work with us and weave us into one. Great loom of God, where history is woven, you are the frame that holds us to the truth. Christ is the theme, the pattern you have given. Come work with us and weave us into one. And now our last hymn. One of the greatest, one of the most familiar. It's a Charles Wesley hymn set to music by Parry, sung by the choir of St John's College in Cambridge. Its conductor, director is George Guest. Jesus, lover of my soul.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and fellowship in the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.